You're listening to Were You Still Talking? <laughs> All right. Now I'll ask for a moment of silence while I screw up my intro. And uh, again, I have prepared nothing. But I've thought about it. <laughs> Gentlemen and ladies, thank you for listening in. We're back. This is Joel Obrick with Were You Still Talking? And today in my studio, I am very happy to have... For the first time ever, my friend John Griffin, he is an audio engineer. He taught me a lot of what I know, and then I screwed up the rest. He's a video engineer now, too. He also does producing. He does mixing, mastering, recording, voiceover work, a whole ton of stuff. He's a, And um, he's working on a documentary now with a friend, of, a mutual friend, but uh, more of a friend of his. I just kind of know him. And um, what else can I say about him? Probably all kinds of things. So welcome so much to the show, John. Hey, Joel. <laughs> it's excellent to be here. <laughs> Thanks it, for having me. It's really nice. Really nice to have you. Yeah, this is awesome. It's great. Uh, and uh, it's my 13th episode on the 13th, so that's kind of fun. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm really glad you could make this show. I love that because uh, I feel like 13's kind of been a lucky number for me. And so when you said that, it was like, perfect this is this is the perfect uh show to be on and and doing this uh, yeah that's and that's awesome because i've always felt that way too and and saturday the 13th of work friday the 13th of course is the lucky day of the year of course yeah <laughs> everyone should know that but you know what's cool about saturday the 13th is that you have friday the 12th which i mean right which we both know now is a very auspicious day it's, a, it's a, a very very auspicious day and that is because <laughs> something we probably well let's just get into it yesterday we went to something called the oregon country fair yes probably most of the people listening to this have heard of that but if you haven't i'll describe it to you no, it's not really possible. <laughs> Doesn't work. I can't describe it to you. Uh, it has, in my cynical times, when I, like, uh, I don't need to go this year. It's like a big Saturday market. It's nothing, nothing like a big Saturday market. No. So, yeah, no. So, it's really awesome that John had not been. And I was like, yeah, well, it's great you're coming up to this podcast. Maybe we could go to the fair. I don't know. And I was just like, yes, absolutely. Let's go to the fair. This is great. I've never done the fair. Let's do the fair. And you've, in, in all fairness, you've, uh, you've told me about the fair and have painted different pictures at different times. But, uh, but it sounded like a lot of fun. And yeah. it sounded uh, like there was, there was potential for fun and even potential for more fun. Um, and it's good. And I always painted it. <clears throat> I often paint cynical pictures as I've lived here a long time. And sometimes I'm not in the mood for the fair, but this was uh, this was totally to take somebody new there, which I probably haven't done since I took Heidi there many years back. That's always a fun thing, um, yeah. And you know, just to alter our mood for the day and like let's go to the fair. I left my phone in my pocket, which was is always a challenge. Uh, Luckily, I had a friend with me that took a few snaps. <laughs> but uh, it, another thing about it is, like, yeah, I could take pictures all day long. You'll never know what the fair is. Right. Right? Right. 
it's yeah. in, even the pictures that I took. A friend of mine said, "Hey, can you send me some pictures?" And I did. And I'm like, yeah, this doesn't capture it at all. This isn't the the spirit of the fair, the the sense of uh, people. And even though you know we had selective interactions with with people, it's still there was just this general vibe there of of good vibes of, of there, people being yes, good yes. to one another. And and that's what I loved more than anything else was that you could be walking down this dirt path amongst all these shops and booths that are set up selling bizarre hats and uh and, and <laughs> hemp, hemp wallets and <laughs> and uh different things like that and uh there would be somebody walking down in full-on mad max uh burning man garb and you'd think uh okay this guy you know doesn't want to be interacted with at all and then they turn and their face would just light up and it was like oh awesome man but what, what a beautiful spirit to be coming into the woods with so really, and it, really. yeah and it really is that i guess we should explain a little more in case you haven't been to the country fair it is in the middle of the woods it's this giant happening in the middle of the woods there's lots of handcrafted goods of all variety there you know food mu- there's literally hundreds of musicians and yeah. and dozens of them are playing at the same time which is one of the most confused think what no how can that happen well one it's huge, huge. it's huge <laughs> we have no idea really how much of the fair we saw i mean i still haven't looked at the map to go well what did we see i haven't either but it felt like we walked around nearly the entire thing and i'm thinking we probably maybe did a third a quarter of it i mean that is my kind of feeling is that maybe we did yeah maybe we did i mean we could have been two-thirds and it still because of how things work you're still only seeing (laughs) a little bit there's a lot to see and uh I mean, the booths are interesting and all, but it's the it's the people and activities of the fair and the magical things that happen. And like you were, I mean, like you were saying, when you're walking through the crowd, it's very unique to walk through a crowd that big. And Friday's crowd is a little bit smaller than Saturdays and Sundays, but to walk through a crowd of people that huge and just feel like almost everyone is just really into what they're doing and into the fair. And, and happy to be there and, you know, happy to see you, although they don't know you at all. They don't know you at all, but they, they pass by with a smile and, and everyone's wishing everyone else have a great fair, have a good fair. And, uh, and yeah, just really good vibes. I loved the sort of hippie shire nature of all of it, of walking around. And even you, when I was riding up here and you sent me a text, you're like, you hippie? And it is like some hippie culture, but um, but in in a really accessible, easy, fun environment and and way to interact with all that. So I loved it. I loved it. I will definitely be back. <laughs> and that yeah, that's so awesome. That makes it so much more fun that you were really into it. And of course, my last guest. Jeff Johnston, uh, we talked a lot about the show he does, and as soon as we, as soon as I hit stop on the recording, he starts telling me these, this cool story of the fair. <laughs> oh, mean, now, now that we're off, Mike. Now that we're off, and he wasn't even thinking of it that way. He it just like, well, let me tell you another story. So that's cool because he got to help rebuild a booth, which um, he was very excited about, and uh, sounded like fun and. Uh, yeah, if anyone needs volunteers next year, my friend John Griffin's available. He's smiling and nodding, right? Yes. You, you <laughs> Email in the link below, yes. Exactly. 
Um, yeah, and it was especially nice to also feel your change in perspective of getting involved with it and and going and and having a new experience, even though you've been there before. The fair apparently ce- celebrated its 50th year this year. Yeah, which is really stunning. I still can't believe I'm Wild. over 50. <laughs> <laughs> and you were at the very first one. <laughs> yeah, not first, so much. You were actually born I was in the, the fair. Right? Guy you you there. came out and landed in the mud. <laughs> and you said, I am the fair baby. Oh my gosh. No, far from it. I, I <laughs> Yeah, I will say my first experience was as a teenager, and it was a very different fair at that time. It was it was uh, it was similar as far as what you see, but it wasn't because there was a lot more freeform stuff going on. It wasn't quite as family friendly. Now it's far more uh, geared towards family. Uh, as far as I know, that's the daylight hours because <laughs> right. suppo- the rumor is that things change a little after the lights go down, after the lights are dimmed. Freak, freaks come out at yeah, night. It's, yeah. Well, the freaks were but, out during oh, the day, too. There's plenty of freaks out in the day, but they were lovely, lovely type of freaks. Yeah. yeah. Really Just nice. Really nice. So, so much going on. It's hard to. And, and even though there wrap were kids around. in there, it's. Um, who were, yeah, because I was. Just in just in Paris, right? And uh, having a conversation about uh, about children and the environments they grow up in, and mm-hmm. the way that in certain parts of the United States, we homogenize and sort of create this cloistered, safe environment to present to children of the world and of of adult life and what being responsible is, as opposed to like in France, where literally every corner and in Paris. Uh, Bruce and I were walking around and we were noting that this is what kids grow up with. This is their imagery of adults, uh-huh. of people every day, you know, just sitting in cafes and having drinks and smoking cigarettes and long conversations and... And all bad-mathing America, right? And not not all bad-mathing, <laughs> bad-mathing America. You know, a little bit of that maybe, but uh, no, they're, they're... Just like here. <laughs> really, really just... Um, a, just a different sort of culture, mm-hmm. and that's what I appreciated about the fair is that, uh, you know, it's not that, uh, oh, everything's perfect and you're doing great and just this, you know, we're going to kind of keep this energy right here so that the kids feel motivated. You know, it's it's free from that, and the kids could be hippie in their own way, too, and, and inter- interact with, I mean, we saw kids walking around involved and didn't necessarily have their parents there but people didn't feel like they had to tame themselves for the kids does that make sense oh it does it does and i i can't i kind of had that thought for a brief moment as i was walking through the crowd and there was there's all kinds of different strollers strollers and wagons that kids are riding in right uh, infants riding in and young children and i did i kind of thought you know this is a really cool experience for them because uh, there's so like this. This is an experience that could um, that is so open, and there's like so many different things for them to see. And a lot of it is even for kids that they can play with and touch and feel. But just to see that many, uh, especially in um, small towns in Oregon, you don't always see a ton of culture, and there there seem to be you know right. a lot of different cultures mixed in, just a lot of different things like there. Um, in the past, I think part of this is because people are into costumes now. In the past, the costumes were more um, like freeform, kind of painted 
uh, hippies all say. But now it's everything. Like there's every kind of of cre- creature you can think of. And uh, again, you kind of have to go if you want to catch the fair this year. Oh shit! I'm sorry, you can't. <laughs> no, no chance. It's over. But go you, today. You can go next year. <laughs> this podcast won't be up probably before the fair is done. It, it might be. You can rush out there late night Sunday. Um, well, but, but it, yeah, it, it, it's it, really something to, to see that you can't. Uh, there's no way I could describe it on a podcast. Well, there is a a culture. I love that you were saying culture. There's a culture of inclusivity. And yes, everyone is welcome. Like literally, everyone is welcome, and it really tends to keep cool vibe people coming in, as opposed to the exclusivity or separatism that you know we can we can often experience. Here, uh, in this country, or in this, even even yeah. in the world, or even in the world, that's true. Yeah, even in the world, it's a, yeah, it's a, a thing that I. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and, Just, and that I mean, kind of that kind of cultural awareness of being accepting, and you don't necessarily have to uh, go so polarized as to say yes, that gets my thumbs up, or no, that gets my thumbs down. It can just simply be an acceptance of what's walking around you. And if you do pass somebody that looks like Mad Max and they smile at you, cool, man. <laughs> cool. You, you, you have that one moment that you can you can share with somebody. And that's uh, that's what I loved about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the other thing we both noticed is that the moments you have with people, literally just, just little teeny moments seem to be like a lot more... Um, weighty when you're out there. It, it's like you have the connections happen really quickly, and you know that <laughs> my, my, that you my would three never relationship. your three second relationship, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 ain't that just like life, right? Where mm-hmm. um, we look for stability and um, answers in these longer uh longer patterns in our lives whether they're jobs or or a sense of spirituality or whatever it might be but really what we tend to gravitate to to find meaning and to have attachment are these moments these moments of interacting with people and i think so at least Mm -hmm. i feel like like that's that's a big part of uh being not only in the in the in the now moment, but also being uh, uh, aware and respectful of your past and and where you're hoping to move your future. Well, and that kind of uh, is a big part of being in the now, though, is realizing that the moments you're having with family and friends that you've known your whole life, or or someone you just meet, what you want to spend your whole life with, are are not the only. Uh, are not the only important thing. It might be just important, just as important that moment you have with someone that you're that is brief right. and very temporary. But it's still, as far as as far as shaping your um, your world, as far as your experience, it could be just as important. You know, I you know I've had I've heard that many times that the small moments are important too. It's like a a big part of. And yeah. if you go as far as like everything is happens for a reason, if you believe in this this you know crazy idea that everything we're do everything that happens is is part of your experience it, you know either you plan it ahead of time or it's unfolding for you and it's unfolding to teach you your life lessons um so that would mean that every experience is 
has, you know, it's just as important. Is for you. It's for you. Is actually something right. that can contribute to which way are you going to go on the spectrum of your being. Uh, I might be going off the deep end here, but that's uh, good. You know, uh, um, I've been talking with a, a friend of mine who's you know, really deep into astrology, astrology, and um, we talk about the ways that different sort of uh, astrological forecasts say, well, you know, it could be this kind of day, or it could be this kind of day, and largely depending on. Like if you look into that certain signs have certain characteristics and if you believe all of that stuff that you could be of more of this positive mindset or this sort of perspective on life or maybe not. Maybe you're going you're going dark. You're going to the the shadow side of things, Mm -hmm. if you will. Right. And um, what I think is interesting about all of that is all the in between. That happens because we're all complex human beings. We all have bad days. We all have fantastic, wonderful. We deserve this day to be walking out in nature and and uh, in uh, in in the country fair. Um, but we also have those days that just it's it's hard to get motivated. And um, the kind of language that we keep for ourselves and talk to ourselves and reinforce within ourselves when we're when we're in that state can have an impact just like the way can we pay attention to what we're saying to ourselves the way we're interacting the the kind of language we take on when we're having fantastic days like yesterday right right and and it's uh, it gets a little harder now that mercury's in gatorade <laughs> mercury's soaked in gatorade yeah i don't know I, I i might have lost my path on that but um no no that made sense to me i just um, I, that that little cartoon cracked me up yeah, it was a good it was a good cartoon <laughs> Um, but you were saying before, like the, the little moments, it did remind me of, did I ever tell you about the time when I was traveling a long time ago, um, uh, went backpacking and got on a train in Greece to go to Turkey? And I got on the train, it's a 17-hour or like 16, 15-hour train ride, whatever it is. Uh, got on the train and shared a, a, a cabin with this young Syrian man who... Uh, sat on the bench across from me and he had a bag of tomatoes mm-hmm. and I had a bag of, of nuts. And so it didn't take long for us to decide to share and just start talking about life and get into the mix of all of it. And, uh, and it was one of the greatest experiences I remember of the two of us literally hanging out of this train car window as the, the Greek uh, mountainsides are going by and we're eating tomatoes and the juice is just dripping on our faces and, and flying back and, wow. and, uh, and, and talking about everything under the sun. That train ride, another story, I'll, I think I've told you another time, but um, ended up that friends of mine were on that train in a different portion of that train, saw those friends when we got off the train and the, the the Syrian man and I were talking and my friends came up as if to expect an introduction, like, oh, this is so-and-so. And in that moment, the man and I looked at each other realizing we had never introduced ourselves. We never said, oh, my name is or anything. Oh, like that. that's wild. We you just, just kind of skipped that we just went. formality. And we just, just said, you know, yeah. this is our period of time and, and let's just dig in. And, nice. uh, and and we still didn't in that moment. And we had a moment of like, oh, right. Ah, well, 
never it was before the time of facebook or any of that stuff uh-huh. so it was just a, an acknowledgement of the moment and saying goodbye and and taking that and that's been uh, like such a great experience in my life and i was so so happy to have that and remember that to this day and yet it was such a brief experience that's cool yeah that, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking a moment. Let that sink in. Am I? Uh, let's see. What can I? Um, um, oh, I, yeah. I, so um, I've been reading this book, um, uh, "The Great Work of Your Life" by this guy Stephen Cope. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. it's, it's all about Dharma, and it uh, largely um, takes you through the uh, the Bhagavad Gita, which is the story of Arjuna and uh, and Krishna. Um, but there's a quote that the guy has in the beginning of the book, and uh, I did bring this book. Oh, awesome. Of, wow, look, you brought something. Well, it's funny, because I that's, brought it, because I'm great. just like, okay, I'll read a little bit at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time I read it as a bookmark, it was actually, I took one of Bruce's little pieces of paper, um, and, uh, and I wrote down, I just started writing notes, and he had this one quote from the from a Gnostic gospel uh, that was, if you bring forth what is in you, it will save you. If you do not bring forth what is in you, it will destroy you. And that whole idea is pretty profound, especially the, the it will destroy you part. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I mean, I know that I felt in my life, obviously, if you, you bring forth what's showing up for you, you, you express whatever music's in you, you... You decide to do a podcast. You you make a film, right? You uh, right. You get creative. You say, "I want to do this um, this website, whatever it might be." Then you're you're engaged in what's really driving you. But the idea that if you don't bring that forth, it just kind of goes away or sits in the background might not necessarily be true. The 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 idea that it could actually be part of what's undermining you or destroying you because you're not honoring what's coming up right what's the the flowers in your life that are growing if i can say that on this hippie hippie no you can't say flowers on a podcast sorry no flowers no flowers um that uh yeah that's a that's an that's an interesting idea to me Mm -hmm. that uh as a as perhaps a way to encourage people to really do what they feel called to do no matter what challenge it is right yeah that is a, it is a very interesting thought it it's sort of this is a i don't know if this relates at all or not but um i wrote down dual personalities and other people's perceptions recently um i was actually listening to a speech about something called microdosing i don't know if anyone's familiar with that microdosing microdosing which is taking very small amounts of uh, what do they call it? hallucinogens, namely mostly hallucinogens. I think that's the only thing they talk about in order for their health benefits. And uh, hallucinogens have not been studied for health benefits because Nixon decided they should be illegal so he could pick on hippies. But that's a whole different story. Look it up. It's true. Google it. Um, <laughs> the, uh, there are a lot of drugs that are, have been outlawed not because of their health risk, because they have a very low or almost non-existent health risk, but because of political problems. But I, since I don't cover p- 
political stuff on this podcast, uh, no you can you can look that up. And yeah, it's not a rule; it's just a, 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 an idea. So, and one thing he talked about for a long time first was how everyone has dual personalities, which I think is something you can see when you go to the fair. Everyone has uh, different faces they present. At different times, and um, it's one of his best. One of the best examples was you're you're coming home from work. You're pretty, you're like you. Someone cut you off. You're pissed off. You you know you wanna you wanna uh, do damage to something. You wanna hit the wall or something. You walk in the door and there's your dog, and your dog doesn't know that person at all. Never seen that kind of person. So instantly you turn in. To the person your dog knows, who's the miracle man that opens the door, and uh, you know that I think that's also really I don't know prevalent when you do something like you go to the fair because you see a lot of these people are not walking around like this every day. They're 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 putting on a costume, but when they put on the costume, they put on a whole. You know, this is a different personality today. Right. It's, almost, it's really interesting. It's like a like free license, right? The, right. It, it, it gives right. somebody uh, a gateway to express themselves in, in that way mm-hmm. that they feel um, that, that best resembles who they are. I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't know. I can't speak with any authority <laughs> about anything, um, but definitely not uh, – uh, gender assignment roles or anything like that, but that seems to be a big part of what is going on there is that people just feel obviously like they identify more when they get to express themselves in this particular way. Oh, that's true. You yeah, know? I guess that's that's very true. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a different way to express yourself. I think. Yeah, I was, and then it, that also goes along, and I find this very interesting. This this concept has been introduced to me recently, and yeah, okay, I'll I'll qualify this by saying no, we're neither one of us are experts, but <laughs> but we're on the podcast, so there. And so, <laughs> so, another thing is how everyone sees you differently, and I I find that very intriguing. Like you know, not just how you show up to people yourself as a different personality, which I think is also true, but everyone's perception of you may be different and it probably is you know what i mean it's like your the people at work probably have a completely different perception of you than the people that you had a um you know multi-year relationship with in three seconds at the fair <laughs> like the it's green, true it like happened the, 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 gr- the green you see isn't the same green i see man um, kind of like that. Well, a in a way. In, a, in way, a way. Yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, and what I think I'm just thinking about it now, what's interesting about that is um, the way that, uh, that sometimes we place our sense of identity in the way that we are perceived by other people. Oh, yeah. And that, right. right. That and goes so, right along with that's, exactly. That's like the the opposite side of a sense of self awareness, I guess, right? Of or maybe it is a part of self awareness of right. It's got to be, a, yeah, a, a piece of self awareness because you become aware of the way you're showing up in the world. But but maybe. that exactly. I think that's a a big part of self awareness. If you become more aware that people see you differently, it it can maybe make you think about things a little bit. 
Um, and, you know, do you want to be seen in, in this way or, or that way? So, I mean, often we can't really control that entirely because everyone's going to see things differently. I mean, that's what's so ridiculous about the world. They should all see things oh. my way. <laughs> but, you know, it's, you can't really control how people see you, but you can to some some extent. I mean, you, you can... You know, do your best to. In case you were ever unsure about anything, (laughs) if you need the answers in the correct way to look at things, come to Joel. (laughs) Were you still talking? It'll tell you everything. Yes. Uh, I'm (laughs) I'm gonna open a self coaching. (laughs) (laughs) What's that called? Uh, um, Know you're wrong. (laughs) Do it my way. (laughs) That's it. Um, (laughs) The online mastery course. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Become a master like Joel. yeah, but it's it's uh, that's um, I I think that's a really fascinating uh, piece to to think about to be aware of in life that uh, um, people will often see what they are maybe even ready to see right like mm-hmm. I mean certain people you can only learn things when you're ready to learn them oh right 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 um, that's another interesting. Interesting point. And so yeah. it's, there's a, there's... Especially life lessons. I mean, I think you can re- learn Pro Tools free anytime. Uh, pretty much. Pretty but, much, but, uh, so. Yeah, but things that <laughs> go a little deeper than that, you kind of have to be ready for. Come I've... on, man. What goes deeper than Pro Tools free? Really? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Pro Tools <laughs> HD. Exactly. Yes. That's right. Uh, we're getting a little nerdy. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's why we're, <laughs> we're laugh, te- laughing. We're teching like, out. <laughs> and everyone's, yeah. <laughs> what are they talking about? Uh, these are audio recording programs for anyone who gives. <laughs> what? Okay. Sorry. And you, you were, you were. Um, uh, yeah. I lost, I lost the train of thought now. The, uh, oh, right. Learning. Right. Because um, it goes to the. Uh, receiving the um, uh, transmitting and receiving, right? The the something that's coming out and coming your way and being able to receive it, right? And sometimes, like whether that's in, I'm gonna go off the deep end here, but in relationship, right? If somebody's not in a place that they can really receive relationship or love, it might make it very hard for them to interact with somebody who's who's trying to give them love, right? And um, right, right. Right. Or right. or uh, or f- food or a job or a sense of community or anything like that, right? Cuz I mean, you know, absolutely total, total blanket statement here, right? But like, you know, I think that a lot of people grow up experiencing what they experience and just learning to imitate Right and learning mm-hmm. to like take in and see how things are done, and then they reach a point where they realize, no, I can say no, and they need to exercise and practice their rebellion. No, like I, this is not the choice I'm going to make. So they can hold sort of boundaries for themselves, and then they get to a point where they try to find a, a balance within all of that, and move into pro- professional careers and and different lifestyles that is a combination between what shows up, what's available, and the choices they make. And, um, yeah, if I can, I mean, please. I think some of that is not just uh, not just the way we grow, but the way we're also 
certain things are pounded at us. Certain things are, right. are, are thrown at us that this is the way you should be. This, this is what you should be doing. This is what you should be liking, especially if you, you know, take it into advertising. And now advertising is everywhere. Right. Um, the advertising is so many places people don't even realize that they're being advertised to. Um, no advertising on this show yet, but but you know if you if you would like to, no. <laughs> this moment brought to you by Avid Pro Tools. Avid Pro Tools, the choice of professionals. Hey, don't say that. They're not paying me. Oh, no, you're welcome. <laughs> Rewind. So, uh, <laughs> damn it! Now I lost my. Now I trained my loss of thought. So. <laughs> Oh, I'm talking about programming. I'm talking about how we are yes. we are programmed by, not just by advertisers, by everything, by parents, by uh, yeah. schools we go to, all these different things. And at some point, we do uh, try and break the programming. Uh, one big thing that I see that that's true with is you, you mentioned dieting, that, mm-hmm. you know, having a healthy diet is something that a lot of people are trying to do. In actuality, they've been trying to do this for a long, long time. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of books about what you should be eating. There are more now than I think there have ever been in a lifetime. But having said that, you don't need a book to, to change your diet choices. Um, just uh, deciding to have a healthy diet is something that I like you have to be ready for. Mm-hmm. It has to be that time in your life when you're going to say, oh, man, you know, I, I really should start treating myself a little better. Um, eating McDonald's every day is fun and everything, but it's killing, it's literally killing me. And it, there's, like, people can't tell. It's the same with um, giving up certain things that may be unhealthy for you, um, especially addictions. It's very hard to tell somebody that <laughs> until... They are ready. You're staring at my screen. No, no, I'm That's just fine. looking at the. Aren't those cool? Yeah, they're, they're pictures of your studio. <laughs> they're ancient. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's cool. Um, yeah, but it's it's. Uh, I was thinking as you were saying that of uh, you know when you get a new car, right? Or you're looking to get a new car and you've got something in mind, and suddenly mm-hmm. you start seeing that car everywhere, right? I think that happens. Oh, that's on, literally happening to me right now. On so many. <laughs> That's the car I'm interested in. But I think that happens on so many levels. So like with diet, right, when you decide or when you start reaching that internal point of switching to, right, I'm going to change the way I look at the world. I'm going to change the way I eat. I'm going to change the way I do this. You start noticing that, right? You start noticing, oh, yeah, that's actually an option I could have. I could go to get the organic food from this place or, oh, that restaurant's open. Oh, cool. Look, they have locally sourced uh, uh, meat and uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, I didn't know Albertsons had organic foods. Wow, amazing! Suddenly, whatever suddenly, it is, suddenly you start. Yeah, seeing, uh, they do. I'm presuming they do. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. It's a little aisle, yeah, okay. about, about as big so as this are, iPad. Are, are, are they? No. Are they? Are they sponsoring this? <laughs> no, they're not. I don't even know if they still exist. Do they? <laughs> but you know, we went last night. We went to that amazing, amazing Mexican restaurant. Uh, oh yeah, what's that what called? Was it? Circa nineteen sixty. Circa nineteen sixty. No, no, cucina. Cucina. Cucina nineteen. Cucina nineteen sixty. I am going. <laughs> I am going to uh, tell people to go there because in Eugene, it, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, in Eugene, Oregon. It's on eighteenth and Willamette. Eighteenth Willamette. It's an amazing New Mexican place. I don't care that they're not sponsoring the program. It's just a recommendation. Yeah. Uh, if you like Mexican food and you've lived here for a long time and maybe you've come from somewhere south of here um, or just about anywhere and there was good Mexican food there, uh, this is great. Homemade, very reasonably priced, uh, locally sourced 
Right. Mm. Anyway, it's, it's it's a family. Sorry, that owns, I ran around. It's a family. No, no, it's family all good. That's exactly business. what I was going to say. It's a family-owned yeah. business. They they home make everything. They make their own tortillas. They get all the or, or not all, but maybe you know a lot of. It seems like they get a lot of locally sourced and fresh natural f- ingredients for all of the all of their food, and that makes a difference. And that shows up in everything they do because it just becomes about making certain choices right and and going with the nicer plates rather than cheap uh cheap plates right right and um, oh, yeah and i think uh i like to look at you know what are the what are the practices in in my life you know what what am i what am i doing on a regular basis and and sort of what sort of practices am i doing to that feel good that bring about the kind of change that i want to have within myself and uh, you know, forget, forget everybody else for now. You know, what can I do just to kind of take care of myself and be um, happy and healthy within my own skin, mm-hmm. right? And and mm-hmm. often that brings up so many points in life of, oh, okay, this point of un- discomfort that I have with this, it's um, it's something that actually needs some attention because I need to grow beyond what this is, right? A, a certain habit or, or tendency. And that's where I think people can move towards overcoming addictions and things like that. Because you move to a place where you could say, oh, right, this isn't working for me anymore. This uh, getting up and, and smoking pot every day or whatever it is doesn't work for me. Or you know, drinking all the time doesn't work for me. It's yeah, and that's a hard one because people in the hard. middle of addiction... It's, I mean, most of the stories I hear, whether personal stories or impersonal stories, are um, the uh, either someone with a terrible addiction has a very, 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 very low point, or they do just wake up one day and decide, I got to change something. Yeah, some, yeah, something comes. I mean, what I'm trying to say is it's very. It, it never seems to work when someone tries to change them. It's like, you know, it's got to right. be their decision. That's an extreme example, but I think that's true with, with most things. It's, it's very difficult when, uh, you know, if, if you're trying to change someone else or someone else is trying to change you, it's got to be, yeah, you get to, you've got to get to the point where, oh, okay, I think I need to, to change this. I think that... You know, Old Spice is just not working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I should go with something newer. Go get that organic, Maybe, uh... locally sourced deodorant from the co-op. That's great. Uh, yeah, and um, I mean, I, I'll, I'll speak from my own personal experience. Definitely, I've felt that challenge in, in relationship, as you know, because you've heard a lot of my, my rants, not on this program, um, of... Uh, we could do a whole podcast. We could do a whole podcast <laughs> on John's relationships. Um, it, on uh, the way that uh, I've certainly felt like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm getting benefits from, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to be in this relationship or have this experience because mm-hmm. I'm learning this and I'm, I'm, I'm growing in this way. And the way that sometimes that makes me even more accepting of things that really don't work for me. And, uh, and... And just as often in a relationship, I mean, you know, whether it's a male-female relationship or some other relationship, I've had a lot of, uh, you know, my 
biggest learning experiences. I know that anyone who's into the woo-woo world has heard this a million times, but really the biggest learning things are when things go really bad in right. a relationship and, and you're just like, oh my, what I, what am I doing? I got to get out of this. I got to, or change this, not so, necessarily get out of it. Call, right? That wake up call that makes it, and then maybe, usually for me, it's it's a while later that I went, oh, okay, that was probably important because without that, I might not be here doing a podcast or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> which is true too. Without, without uh, you know, if you want to go a little further, the, the, the um, uh, what I believe when I'm feeling healthy, I don't always. I mean, when I, when you're depressed, it's hard to believe this. But when I'm the way I feel right now is, you know, everything that I've ever done has led me to doing a podcast mm-hmm. with my friend John Griffin yes. in this massive, you know, castle that I built deep within the inskirts of Eugene. This is unbelievable. Man. Is this medieval? Isn't it? Is this? It, it's wow. uh. It's even older. No, it's a little bit older than that. It's just just after the Viking era. Wow! Yeah, this is really it's incredible. Really, it's something. These, isn't these it? arches just they they blow me away. It's I feel um, I feel the antiquity. <laughs> <laughs> it's really something. <laughs> it's all yeah, the stained would, glass you know, too. I would put out pictures, but it, it's right. uh, um, there are copyright issues oh, or right. trademark issues right. with the stonemasons. That's what it is. <laughs> Yes. You know the way those stonemasons, you know, those contracts, <laughs> they're written in stone. The, oh, Sorry. my snare is I can almost reach it. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry, man. It was, it was right there. Oh, cheese whiz. Okay. I was like, there's a can, there's the cracker, just put them together. Come on. Make it happen. Oh my God, that's funny. Uh, okay, so but like, uh, so why did you? And I know this a little bit, but why did you decide to do a podcast? Yeah, that's an interesting story, and and yeah, I did tell this on an earlier podcast, but it's always worth telling again because you know we've got some time left. So it, I was uh, feeling like really really down extremely down for the first time in my life kind of thinking uh suicidal thoughts and uh thinking suicidal thoughts enough that i was like uh and i want i'm sure other people go through this too that i'm thinking well i'm not going to tell anyone i'm thinking this because that would that could interrupt if i decide to you know go through with it that that could bring on some intervention and not looking for that so if you're in that space, uh, I'm very sorry, and realize that one day you could be sitting in a room having a podcast after going to the country fair. It just you know, you have to stay alive to do that. Uh, I also have these. So that was I was very very down. That was from uh, years of back pain and um, having to be basically on medication to sleep. So I had sleep deprivation on top of that because. When you take medication, I'm sorry, you don't sleep. That still causes sleep deprivation. Um, there are several sources you can Google and watch YouTube videos about that. But uh, so there was that, and then suddenly I started having these bizarre eye problems. So um, suddenly I had uh, dizziness and eye fatigue on, just on a massive scale. It was uh, almost vertigo, but not quite that intense. I wasn't needing to throw up all the time. 
but I couldn't play my flight simulator. And so that was one of the last, you know, relaxing things I had left in a way. I was, I, I, now suddenly I could barely watch TV. I could, be, I, it was hard to look at a computer. It was hard to even read a book because reading is another thing that I absolutely love. So, um, so I'm like, well, I've heard of podcasting. So I started listening to podcasts actually on, on YouTube because a lot of podcasts are on YouTube. And I heard a podcast with, now I'm forgetting his name, son of a bitch. Um, I heard a podcast with uh, the English guy. No, not Joe. Oh, the Russell the, Brand. Russell Brand. Russell, yes. Russell Brand. <laughs> Russell Brand. Who's talking about the Iceman. And so Come Russell on. Brand was having an a interview with this guy called the Iceman, who's a totally insane a gentleman who jumps into ice in order to cure everything. So I wasn't about to jump into ice to cure everything, but I thought, well, this is an amazing moment. I mean, just the the stuff that they were talking about, they were talking about curative powers, they were talking about Russell Brand's journey, who has had quite an, an, a journey since his addiction. He's um, One thing, he's, he's kind of changed his addiction from drugs, alcohol, and sex to spirituality. Right. He, he knew very little about spiritual things. So now his journey is kind of on the uh, path of, you know, what's real and what's not, what, what is, what, what is going to help people more. Um, so I thought, well, that's amazing. So then I watched the same guy, the Iceman, on Joe Rogan's podcast because I'd heard a lot about Joe Rogan's podcast. I didn't know at the time that it's the largest podcast in the world. So I turned, and the same thing, Joe Rogan is uh, an interesting character, and, yeah. and he is a character, and he's, uh, you know, sometimes he's great, sometimes he's not. But his interview with the Iceman was very sweet. Like, um, you know, he was blown away by the guy. Uh, he... Um, seemed very genuine. He had a lot of really good information. So I thought, oh, that's cool. And then I saw, so then I started listening to Joe Rogan a bit. Now, I'll admit that I turn off some of the podcasts because um, they're just annoying or full of bad information. Um, but he admits that. But, he, you know, not everything he says is true. So anyway, he was interviewing Kevin Smith, who's absolutely amazing. I love Kevin Smith, the director, actor, but he won't say that, writer. Uh, who has a podcast also. And they were saying, Kevin was saying, gee, Joe, this is amazing how much money you've made on your voice. You've done so well having a podcast. And Joe's like, ah, anyone can do this. It's not a big deal. I've just been doing it a long time. But anyone can do a podcast. And Kevin Smith was like, yeah, I guess anyone can. And I went, all right, I'll try it. So that, that's, that was my path to here. The amazing thing is that um, people like yourself... And uh, just a lot of the friends and family around me have been amazingly supportive. They, um, they're listening to it. Unfortunately, that's the only people listening to it. <laughs> but still, it's enough for now. Um, and I just got a call from my cousin, Wiktor. Wiktor. No, we're not actually Russian, but that name always sounds. Vic, my cousin, Victor, calls me. I don't think he's ever called me. Uh, that I can remember, and um, so great. he just, you know, he. <laughs> it was. It was a really fun call. It was really nice. I hope you're listening to the podcast now, Victor. <laughs> he said he wanted to be on my podcast, although, you know, he's a he's a, like uh, six years older than me. He didn't exactly know what a podcast was, and he didn't didn't re you know he, he of course had never listened to the podcast, but he just was so like that's great that you're doing that. that you, you know, you always keep trying to do new creative things, yeah. and so you know, so it's so it's so awesome. 
somebody else reflecting back to you the way they see you. And, oh, good and, point. And like yeah. how good that feels, you know, and and how nice. And, the, and there goes your computer. And, yeah, <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. And how uh, how, but how nice it is when when you're open to receiving that, right? And right, and that somebody's even open and willing to to say that. Well, and when it's nice, because well, you know course. there are occasions when someone reflects back to you, you're yeah. you know. That you don't like, but it's a still, a, that's the lesson. Well, when you're getting something that you're like, oh my God, where is this coming from? And yeah. it's a good idea to sit and think, where is it coming from? I don't want to interrupt your thought at all. If there was more you wanted to, Victor, you were talking about Victor mm -hmm. and just the support you're getting in this podcast and in what you're doing and in the, um, uh, the change that you made in the way you were living, right? And that you, you felt like you were in a depressed state? In a, a state? Uh, yeah, I was. Well, there was, and the podcast has helped a lot. I actually, the, the thing that's helped me the most is getting a, a, um, a little foamy thing for my mattress. Mm -hmm. So that I have been off, um, I've been able to sleep and been off. Um, what am I trying to say? Prescription drugs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to lie here. I've been off prescription drugs for, I don't know, almost six months now, I think. <laughs> yes, I do want to experiment with microdosing. It's very intriguing. Um, that's a that's a bit of a subject skip, but I want can, I did want to mention that. Talk about that. Okay, I did we'll, want we'll to mention to that. that the guy that I was listening to, his name was Jim Fadiman. I know nobody looks at the links, but I'll put a link just in case you care to see. And uh, he was talking about something called multiplicities and personalities, mm -hmm. and uh, I thought that was very interesting. And um, one of the, well, really the main. Um, the main he does uh, unscientific studies where he just asks everyone who's microdosing to write him and tell him what are you doing, what how's it affecting you, and the research is showing that I mean the main thing it does is it rewires your brain a little bit, so it helps immensely with people having uh, problems like certain types of depression, um, certain types of anxiety, not all types, a PTSD. It's helped a lot of people with that. Um, and then there are several other things that people have reported that he, it's funny because he says, I mean, it's very, it very much might be true. We don't know because the scientific world can't test it because it's, um, right now been demonized and is, um, so that it's a, because it's a class one drug, it can't be tested in, by science without a lot of, of, um, a lot of money and push and no one wants to do that for a drug that's not going to make them money. Um, but anyway, it's interesting. The The idea is very interesting. And um, so I wondered if rewiring my brain would work for what seems like a a um, uh, a mental problem. What am I trying to say? A um, neurological problem, although I've been to six doctors and nobody think, you know, no one knows exactly what's going on. But um, it seems neurological to me. So, uh, yeah. That was one thing. And you've actually, I think, known more people that have microdosed and had more experience with that yourself. It's true. Yeah. I have. Yes, <laughs> I have indeed. Um, and um, it might not be for everyone. And uh, the thing that I uh, have noticed with 
um, talking to different people about microdosing and the idea of possibly having experiences or doing something physically, making a change to yourself that might not be as perceivable as um, as a, a full throttle experience. Experience, yeah, um, that's a good word for it. Experience, and um, and you know, just um, the, the subtle the subtle changes that that can bring, and mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's in the way of of. Uh, for example, if you just start, you know, food and you said sleep, you said the, the, the pad that you are sleeping on now has helped a lot with, with your relief. Yes. Um, and I mean, I think food and sleep are two huge, huge major aspects of life that somehow get largely ignored by people. Uh, diet, you know, people feel like, okay, maybe I'll work that out once I have this other stuff worked out, right? Sleep. Okay. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I'm staying up late at night, and I need to do this. And and uh, and the way we kind of deplete those two areas, I think a lot of people do. I mean, there are there are. I know somebody who offer who at least used to deplete that area of sleep. Who's that? Quite so a, so yeah. So I'm in favor talking, of work. I'm talking from experience of, of because I and, have you know. I have long been a burn the candle at both ends. Uh, just, just work as much as possible. And there's been a lot of situations where it's like, okay, I'm going to have a 16, 20 hour day mm -hmm. today and I'm going to have one tomorrow and, and all week. And, uh, and it's like, okay, just make the adjustment to, to do that. And, um, it, it's, it's worked at times and it definitely doesn't work at other times. And, um, and there, I still occasionally have late nights, but I think it's, I think it's, I think sleep is so important. And that's and, really good to hear you say, cause you do have a lot less late nights and oh, yeah. it, um, it shows, Thank you. it shows in <laughs> how I perceive your personality. Well, thank you for <laughs> sharing that perception. Um, yeah. And I've, I've, uh, you know, the more, the less I slept. The more I kind of would see, uh, talk about things coming to you when they, showing up when you're thinking about them, you know, the less sleep I got, the more I would see how important sleep was. Right. And there's actually, it, the sleep research is very new because it's only been going on about 50 years and scientific. Sleep, sleep has only been going on for 50 years? Oh, yeah. For as long as the country fair? <laughs> People did not sleep before the country wow. fair. That's really what Crazy, created, man. you know, once the country fair came along, people were like, oh, I can sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the research is still very young, right. sleep research, and they're discovering new things all the time. And, you know, every other day a new thing comes out on uh, a big a big show, like the Today Show, which means that it's been around for 20 years. Uh, and new, <laughs> new ideas new come out. Let's like, just in. Let's just in. Podcasting has <laughs> been around for 25 years. Exactly. Exactly. But more and more researchers are showing, you know, how important sleep is. Not just the benefits, but the, um, the dangers of not getting enough sleep. And America, I guess, as a country is very sleep deprived. Yeah. And I mean, that's, this yes. could answer a lot of questions. This could, you know, if people were wondering why America is right. where it is. Just, 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 just tune into this podcast. Sleep more. Just sleep more. But, <laughs> but I think that, sleep. I mean, that's great advice, right? <laughs> it really so is. So in, in, in my life, if I can have a moment here, I made a big change in my life a couple of years ago and moved from Los Angeles, 
lots of electricity, lots of happening, everything going on to a very small town in southern Oregon that I love. And I love the change. And it's been a little challenging at times to completely make all of those changes. But um, but it amplified how much, especially city living, industry, technology, uh, is this constant um, experience of pushing more information in and shining flashlights on our phones into our faces and and depleting our internal melatonin levels, right? And just, mm-hmm. just yes. we, our body creates melatonin from the dark. And we live in these environments where we're, we keep the lights on till late at night. We watch television screens. We have phones and tablets in front of us, all that are just shining light into our body. And talk about programming, man. You know, I mean, that's like a that's a that's a big way to program ourselves out of sleep and out of actually believing that we need sleep. And uh, and that's something that I I would support completely. That I think more people in large, but definitely in this country, could honor honor some more sleep. Absolutely, and actually, that's being. Um that's being shown as one of the biggest reasons America is sleep deprived. Not we already were because the majority of us live in cities, and right. and uh, uh, even still the majority, you know, far more than fifty percent live in large cities. L- the city that never sleeps is a fun slogan, and it's cool if you're up and drinking, you know, past two o'clock. Then it, yeah, that's fun. But the downside is the city never turns off its lights. And that's a big thing I noticed living here as opposed to living in L.A. Because I also lived in L.A. for 11 years. Now that I'm here, um, even though I'm still in a city, and this is not, it's not a small community, you can't see all the stars like when you're in the real dark. But um, it's so much darker. You know, we shut the lights off at night, it's like spooky dark. And (laughs) that just didn't, except for the moon. And which is another thing, when the moon is bright, I notice Natural you know, circadian net, rhythm. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but I mean, when the moon is bright in LA, you don't really notice. You don't really. There's notice. too much light. It's right. it's not making a big enough difference. You're seeing so. it through that grayish blue haze. Right. Of, yeah. Right. So it doesn't. I mean, it will light up your bedroom somewhat, but not like when there's less light. And so even before the advent of uh, the use of computers and cell phones and all those things, we were still being bombarded with light. So now it's act, it's like epidemic proportions. Uh, I have really bad habit that way. I look at my phone uh, before I go to sleep a lot of times. It's it's not good for sleep, really. It it's uh, from what I understand. I'm not a scientist, but that that's what the scientists are saying. So it, you know, and the more you look at the, if you can take time to turn off your phone, just right. I know is hard. We're all addicted. I'm that's my addiction, besides coffee. You know, it's mm, tough. Coffee. coffee. Let's talk about it. Did, did, can mm. we have some coffee? Mm, back to coffee talk. Right. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, and and a uh, good friend of mine in L.A., uh, we, we talk about that all the time, how the, the challenge of, okay, waking up in the morning, turning the alarm on your phone off, right, and boom, there it is, your feed right away, right? What's, been, what's happening in the news today? Oh, yeah. What's happening? Yeah. What's, uh, oh, look at that. I got 24 likes on this, right. you know, Instagram poster, whatever it is, and the way you just, boom, Plug on, plug in, turn on right away. And there's um, there's little transition time 
in that. And I think it's, I mean, That's I'd very true. Yeah, I'd go so far as to say, you know, where we going back to what I said before, I think we largely le- learn by imitation. And we've created technology or we've been handed technology, whatever you want to believe that um, that is binary based, right? That mm-hmm. has essentially two states, one, one and zero. And we are learning different ways to process our world and our information in that way, whether it's thumbs up, thumbs down, on or off, right? That we're, we're, we're processing. We actually, as human beings, are the processors that, that are happening for the, the human psyche, I'll say, that's being forever changed by this technology that we have. In some ways, in a great way, because we have now worldwide awareness of what's happening around the world instantaneously we can see what's happening around the world we can say oh okay those religious beliefs or those uh, ideas about women are not the ideas that i've grown up with that i've been fed that my culture seems to have and it's it can be mind opening at the same time some of this information is washing away some of the smaller cultural values of our world and so as human beings i think I'm just kind of going on a rant here. Sorry. I love rants. It, 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 <laughs> then I don't have to say anything. <laughs> exactly. As uh, as human beings, you know, we're we're doing all of this processing. We're taking this in, and in a way, I think we're kind of trying to emulate or imitate binary behavior of like. Can, oh, that's interesting. How quickly can we? How can turn we turn on, back on? And how can we? And turn how can on, we turn off? Just, just can I get yeah. myself to be that kind of rhythmic machine? I'm hearing a clicking in my yeah, phone. Sorry, man. That's oh, my... oh, that, oh, that was you. <laughs> the, no, that's very true. It's it's interesting. Um, that's the one side that I've been able to do. I I don't touch my phone until a certain time in the that's morning. That's great. So I give myself time. And when I when I catch myself going, oh man, I gotta see. I'm getting this, and this is that. And then I go, wait a minute. It'll still be there. Yes. On that hour that you said you were going to give yourself. Those messages will still be there. This information that you think you need right now, I swear. And and this and I, it's been true, ladies and gentlemen. It's still there. Yeah. yeah. All your emails are still there, no matter how many times you check them a day. That's another thing that I think is is really um, is really not good for people's minds. It's almost like we're creating um, ADD. Is that what's called? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like we're creating this in more and more people. Because we, we think we have to keep up with something for some reason. Um, uh, with me, I don't have a lot going on. So it's, it's easier. I understand that, that uh, there are people with, um, if not multiple jobs, multiple duties in their job. And they think that you know they need to stay on top of everything. But the reality of it is there too as well. Um, if you're in a traditional job, you're probably only getting paid for when you're going to the office. Right. So stop doing that work when you're not. Right. If you're in a less traditional job, then it gets much harder because you have to make those hours. You have to set them for yourself. So that, that gets much harder. But guess what? You can. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's something you can do. Um, and, yeah, it, it really it makes a, a huge difference. Because, yeah, you're still interrupting your sleep if you jump up and start looking at things that quickly. If, no if, doubt. You know. And especially, I mean, some people jump up and look at work. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people do. Um, but other people jump up and look at Twitter. 
Well, that's, that's and that's I think, literally the, just the volume suck. Right? Yeah, of, that's of, gonna I mean, kill your brain. More people get up and look at uh, the social network that comes filtering through a four-inch screen, five-inch screen, mm-hmm. whatever, than uh, being connected to the world around them. Right. Yeah. It's a different kind of connection to the world around them. Right. You know, I, I won't say that it's not a connection, but uh, again, going back to the the country fair, that's what makes that experience so great. And you know, we talked about it. I had my, I did take some pictures, hmm. but I had my my phone in my backpack for a good solid chunk of time, and it felt great not for to, at least half the time, which was great. It yeah. felt great not to have it. Right? Yeah. Not to be able to just pull it out and take pictures of everything because i wanted to i mean there were the, the first because you do want uh, yeah the first the you first do want to. statue we saw of the giant uh metal mesh frog that had that big tongue that rolled out and and kids playing with its legs and you know it's it just walking through this field it's like that's that's cool. incredible yeah, yeah. yeah um and that's actually i think another interesting point is the way that we we um take pictures i mean I, I take pictures all the time yeah and, and we all, how many yeah. pictures we all take that will never be seen again and yet it's it's somehow it's an important part of and i don't think there's anything wrong with it it's it's somehow is an important part of uh our interacting with something and saying yes to it and showing mm-hmm. our love to it in essence and um i like that idea more of like what is showing up uh that you can identify that you love mm-hmm. that that you have love and gratitude for right and can you then start um gravitating towards what it is that's showing up let me love that right not necessarily uh, not necessarily in the way of like no matter what comes in just love it because cause, not like yes ma'am because I think, yeah, there's 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 situations, people, uh, all sorts of things that uh, I think it's important to say no to. But I think it's also important to find a way to say no to something lovingly, right? As opposed to the standard angry no. Middle finger right? no. The, the middle finger no. The middle finger no, right. which is, yeah. And well, it goes back, the whole thing about cell phone pictures. One, it was it was interesting because I didn't see a lot of it. I, I felt like at the country fair, mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of people doing what you were doing. It seemed like there was a lot of people with that cell phone in their backpack because uh, compared to right, a standard right. concert where everyone... people were there. People yeah, just people wanted to were be in it. Th- exactly. Yeah. People just wanted to experience it. And that's what I... I think is is tough with it, taking a picture of everything. I mean, Heidi does that sometimes. Where she's, you know, she's taking a, she's taking a picture of something we're watching, and and then there's like you know there's a 1920 Stearman flying over. Right. That's an airplane, by the way. <laughs> it's like you might be missing something. But not only that, um, it, I mean, it is. I like the positive aspect of you know when you're taking that picture, you're showing it love. That that's really cool. But you're also not experiencing it the way we used to. Of- you know, you're well, not, okay, you're not but, like but and and that that's end. that's what we're doing now, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's there's a piece of that that you can say, you know, oh, it's not like the good old days. You know, it's not like we were just experiencing and and taking things in because there's been times in in my life certainly I've been like, wow, I wish I had a picture of that. I wish I had a picture right. of that memory, right? Wouldn't that be great to have a picture of that dude that I was on that train with in Turkey? Mm-hmm. Like that would be 
A selfie with that? Awesome. That'd be great. <laughs> selfie stick holding it up. No. Um, but, uh, but like, what hard drive would that be on? I mean, could you find that picture? Uh, number 647. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Catalog number 110111. It's true. No doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. But I actually do remember... Uh, this might be giving away way too much, but that's what we love in a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I do remember the first picture I ever took with a phone. It wow. was a flip phone. It was just sh- poopy resolution. And oh, I can't. Uh, I forget about those uh, pictures because yeah. they just were so bad. They so, were all deleted. And I, yeah, well, I just thought it was like, it was such a bizarre thing. And so I remember the first picture I took. I had I had taken Mabel, my dog Mabel, for a walk, and she was pooping. No. And so oh. the first picture I took was of my dog taking a taking a crap. But um, the first phone picture was a poopy picture. Yeah, it was. It was a poopy picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, hilarious! And I, I I kind of always loved that, you know. Um, but uh, oh, there was something else we were going to say, but. Sidetracking, sidetracking. That's good, though. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of an interesting, interesting thing. It, you just have to, I think, so m- right. not make that all you're doing. Like, it's, well, yes. there's something wrong with taking pictures. When that becomes your whole, like, I, I really agree with it. If your whole concert experience is being um, seen through a four foot screen, and I literally see four this inch screen, right? Four foot, four foot would be better. But <laughs> four inch screen, you got a pocket for that? You're missing something, right? You are missing you're something. You're missing something. No yeah, doubt. you. No I mean, doubt. come on, come um, on. There are. There's somebody who doesn't allow cell phones in his concert, and I think, dude, that's a little over the top. But I love it. You've got a really good point. And I can't remember. It's Jack White. Jack White does not allow him in. It's like, if you can't spend an hour and a half with me, then, then just right. don't bother. Right. It's That's cool. Yeah. And there's, yeah. you know, that's like, okay, that's a little extreme. But again, then I again, like I, I kind yeah, like I kind of get it. It's you let's know? let's have this experience. Yeah, I, I, you I, let's do this together, folks. It's the same sort of thing in classical music. I mean, like, can you imagine going to see the the, the Philharmonic, and somebody's next to you pulling out their cell phone, holding it up, filming the whole thing? Right. You yeah. wouldn't expect you, that. You no, know, and it would really probably be annoying as and, hell. And the beauty and the experience yeah. of actually getting into experiences, especially the one-off experiences, where it's just like, this is pretty much only happening now. Mm-hmm. Let me be here rather than in the rewind replay mentality. Oh, exactly. Right. And I see, I mean, I see this a lot, like uh, a, an extreme example is extreme sports, where you see people, they're skydiving for the first time, right. and they're filming it. And it's like, well, are you actually seeing what's going on here? You know, because if you open your eyes and look around, it's going to be a lot bigger than that phone, man. Like, come on. Look at how close the ground's getting. So, yeah. All right. So I expect to hear from Apple any day now about that iPhone sponsorship now that we've dissed (laughs) looking at phones a little. Not entirely, Um, though. Not entirely, which is, I mean, I, uh, I like that I think we've shown both, talked about both sides of of everything both sides of, of everything everything yeah, that's a good name for a podcast I, man i think that's uh, uh i'm still shocked that the podcast that my, my name had wasn't I taken before because it, it is the best sides now and, yeah, yeah and be a good one right 
who start one. Who sang that? And then uh, um, Carly Simon. Very good. Oh, my, really? Nice one. Oh, That's I pulled good. that right out of my face. I'm, I'm pretty certain. That yeah, was... I'm pretty certain. Whew. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for playing Who, who <laughs> Sang That? <laughs> who Sang That Song? <laughs> We've been talking about 100101. Oh, my God. Wow, nice <laughs> reference, Rush. Can you, can you name the album? Okay, now we're geeking out way too much. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny too that Rush has <laughs> Rush has become like the geek band so, right. okay, you, you. Like, you like Rush? oh you're a geek okay it's true but <laughs> don't annoy us brother we have some work to do yes. yeah forget about your silly ways alright well we have been going an hour and a half now. what? no we haven't we have but, we, but it oh, kind of feels like it it's over an hour which is cool nice. oh and cool. the cool part of this is a couple things I gotta say day, right? you're gonna edit all of this out right? yeah this <laughs> that's one thing I was well, we didn't even to. talk about microdosing really we didn't all. talk about microdosing we didn't talk about your trip to France we didn't talk about why you went to France God. we will have to have your your compadre on that okay. went to France yes. with you yes. so that we can get in the, these yeah. crazy stories a little bit more and he can um you know, edit it on the fly <laughs> as we go along. Yes. No, don't talk about that. Exactly. Don't talk about that. Nope. Don't, don't, don't say that. Um, um, can I just say that I, I, I am working with uh, this guy, Bruce, who's a fantastic guy, on making this uh, film about harpsichords, and in particular, this one harpsichord player. And if you don't know what a harpsichord is, Google it. It's a really cool instrument that predates the piano. Uh, very important part of music history, important part of, uh, of, of music. And uh, and we all love music, right? So uh, it's it's um, it has it has its place in history, and uh, and it's going to be a fascinating film. Really. It sounds like an amazing project. Yeah, it's I been would, an uh, unbelievably yeah. unbelievable experience, uh, life lessons, and and um, going to a, a part of the world and experiencing something that is centuries old. And I keep describing it as this this um, incredibly deep crevasse. It's this this niche of life that goes back centuries mm -hmm. and yet remains contemporary. Um, nearly as old as this castle. Nearly as old as well. This castle is a little bit older, right? But um, yeah, that stained glass, incredible. Um, and uh, so it's an incredible project to be involved with. Uh, Bruce is a, a very talented. Very uh, smart uh, scholar and uh, musicologist and uh, and fantastic musician himself. And uh, his ability to understand um, uh, music and the, the relevance of, uh, of particular instruments and the way that that's unfolded in different cultures is just, it's so impressive. He, he blows me away every time. Um, so that's one very cool project. That I'm involved with. I'm helping another friend of mine do a podcast right now. Oh my God, yeah, that yeah, is so really, cool! Really, and really I mean, awesome. not you do. You've helped the whole way. I mean, it, you know, in the early days when I was thinking of doing a podcast, it's like you helped me with just I don't know, kind of trying it out, kind of kind of seeing how it would go. And uh, you also, um, John Griffin provides the music, so. I wanted oh, to thank yeah, you. That's right. Very, that's right. I want to thank you very much. 
not only for inviting me down to jam in your studio, which is where we came up with the original tracks for that jam. That was cool, yeah, right? That's that, me on drums, and that's then you uh, on drums. that's me on drums, and then he sent me this just to say, look at this, man. This is this thing we did seven years ago. And I said, really? Can I use it? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes. That is really perfect for this thought that I had about a little music rolling into the podcast. So thank you. Maybe even eight years ago. uh, Well, it must be eight. Yeah, probably eight years ago now. It was 11. And it was, yeah. yeah, It was literally just, let's try some stuff out. Um, Playing your drum set. Oh, it's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, playing your drum set. And I think we were all, yeah, we worked on tuning it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I showed you some tuning, um, tuning not secrets and uh, stuff like that. It was really fun. And then, but all the rest of it is, is John, all the other instruments, the mix, the not yet mastered, but all the. <laughs> <laughs> All the other I got, I got creativity, I got all the other creativity. So that, yeah, I'm really, uh, that's really awesome that we did that. And, uh, oh my gosh, that's so funny. I had a note written down for the intro um, mm-hmm. that I didn't get to at all. I was going to. That we used to be in a band together? Um, oh my God, no, I forgot about that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Because we—that's not how we met. So yeah, it's not how we met. Weren't right? we in a couple of bands together? Well, yeah, that was the so. same band. Yeah, that was the same <laughs> band, man. It's the same. Wait band. a minute, man. This is the same tree. Um, I was going to warn people about language on the podcast. And oh, fuck no. Now it's too late. Yeah, right, it's right. like, well, you listen to this much. I just I find it interesting that e on podcast means explicit. Explicit. It doesn't yes. mean everyone. It means explicit, (laughs) Explicit. because E on the TV means everyone everyone can listen to this, and everyone can listen to it. It's just some of you may be offended because of language, because we use more, we use the, uh, how do you you put that? We use the entirety of the English language, including the slang dictionary. The the slang urban dictionary is a, it's it's, it's a very useful one to use. It it is. F-W-I-W. F-W-I-W, Yeah. (laughs) Andrew Wheel actually has some some uh, knows some stuff about what happens when you use foul language or what we call cursing. Um, we use a different part of our brain, which I think is very interesting, and it depends on what culture you're in when you use that, because you know different words mean different things in different right. cultures. So, right. but well, I think that's yeah. a good that's a good note to to wrap it up to go out on is the elasticity of the brain. Right, and the way that we can change, and, and how often you don't think somebody can change or you can't change people. It's true. You can't change other people, but you can be a, a, an effective part of change within your own life. And the, this whole idea of brain and neuroelasticity, uh, that you can actually change your, your brain chemistry, um, is, I think, a really exciting emerging science that, uh, that supports changing the life for changing the world and the life that uh for the direction that you want for, mm-hmm. for what you want to have happen and that's your those are your thoughts those are the way that your thoughts become things in the world and, and actions and how you live your life very yeah a very nice place to end so thanks john griffin for being on the show this has been 
Were You Still Talking? with Joel Albrecht and John Griffin. And I will be back uh, very soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. I really appreciate the people that are listening to this podcast. If you want to share it, you know, that would be okay too because the more I grow it, the longer I can do it. And, uh, yeah, I've had some fantastic re- uh, support. Report? I've got no report cards. I've had some fantastic support from my own community and people I, I either don't talk to or rarely talk to. All the guests have a great time. So uh, I'll be back again soon. Be good to each other. Oh, oh no. It's... All right, let's do it all again. Here we go.